Life as a Trainee Patent Attorney, Part 1. Welcome to the latest episode of Discover IP, the podcast where we bring you insights into the patent profession so that you can understand if it might be the career path for you. I'm Ben Chapman, a patent attorney here at Cartmills and Ransford, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by three of my colleagues, Maria Nicolava, Madeline Brolly, and Brad Wilson, who are all first-year trainee patent attorneys here at Cartmills. Today's episode is the first in a short mini-series where we'll be looking at the day-to-day life of trainees here at Cartmills, and in this episode, we'll be discussing the first three months after walking in through the door. So, Maria, Madeline, Brad, welcome. We'd like to all introduce yourselves and let the listeners have a little bit of information on your background. So I suppose in no particular order, but Maria, would you like to go first? Sure. Yes. Thank you for having me. My background is integrated master's in biochemistry from University of York. And then I did a PhD at the University of Leeds, which was studying the structure and function of a family of bacterial transporters that are potentially involved in antimicrobial resistance. And... Brad, how about you? Hi, once again also, thanks for having me. I'm similar to Maria. I did an integrated master's at the University of Strathclyde, which involved a year in industry. So I got to work for the German chemical company Merck, working in their sort of flexible electronics division, making transistors. And then I did my doctorate at the University of Glasgow, where I focused on developing catalysts for nerve agent breakdown. And Madeline? Hi, thank you for having me. I just did integrated masters in systems engineering at the University of Warwick. Great, thanks. So since joining Cartmills, you've all slotted into various technical groups here. Maria, I think you're in our biotech group. Brad, you're in our chemistry practice group. And Madeline, you're in the ENT group, the engineering and tech group here with me. And welcome. I mean, you've all been here a couple of months. So this is the opportunity to let everyone know how it's been and how you found it. But before we get into that, I suppose, there's a question of how you got here in the first place. There's lots of different patent firms to choose from when you're applying, I suppose. And one of my first questions to all of you is, what drew you to Cartmills and Ransford in particular? For me, the main reason was, like, obviously different firms have different structures and how they do training. And obviously the first few years of their profession, you are in training. And what I quite liked about Cartmills was they have this structure where you don't have one single manager that you report to in your day-to-day activities, but rather... You have several supervisors who give you like different types of work. So you get a lot of variety and it means you get to work with people from different areas of the practice rather than just having one manager. And the really good thing about that is I think if you're just coached and mentored by one single person, you pick up the way that they work and essentially become not so much like a mini-me or a clone of them. But by doing it the way they do at cartmills, you're able to take different pieces of how people work and sort of mould them into like something unique and that's in how you work. I think to add to that, for me as well, it was that the biotech group was very high quality. There are a lot of people working in it and the company has worked on very innovative inventions such as antisense oligonucleotides and antibodies for immunotherapy. So I thought that the subject matter that I would work with would be cutting edge and so far it has been. So all good news there. And for me as well, I really care about working at a workplace that values diversity and inclusion. And I could see from the website that the firm puts on events to do with, for example, LGBTQ History Month or Black History Month. 
And there are networks within the firm that work on these events. So I definitely wanted to get involved in that. I think for me, I was really interested in the engineering and tech group having an emphasis on medical devices and machine learning because they were both parts of the degree that I really enjoyed. And then also I liked the idea of joining with a big cohort. So I think in IA there's 10 of us and it spans all three practice groups and you have this preformed group of peers that you can lean on for help with some of the more day-to-day questions that you can't necessarily go to a supervisor for but somehow seem manageable when you have each other to help. Yeah, and I think picking up on that, like both Maria and Maddie mentioned the sort of areas they work in, like antisense, oligonucleotides, machine learning. Even if you're in, like, for example, the chemistry practice group, cartmills really do emphasise being able to cross over and work on different technologies that might not necessarily be in your field specifically, but you're able to learn on them and practice on them, which is really good. I suppose that's where being part of a large cohort, which was your point, Madeline, really helps because you've got the contact with the other peers that you have in different practice groups and you can pick up on the different technology areas that you're highlighting there, Maria and Brad, the point that you made, which is always really helpful. Yeah, definitely. When, like, for example, I'm working like an EMT case, I'll often ask like Maddie questions about like some like transistor (laughs) or capacitor device. Just so you know, that never ends. I'm always wandering across the hall and asking people about words that to this day I don't recognise on bioinformatics cases. Yeah, the one that we had like a few weeks ago, me and Maddie was actuating member <laughs> and what actually is an actuating member. <laughs> so you get really down in the dirt about all these sort of like words. But yeah, it's definitely good to have that cohort. It's really good fun as well to speak to people about subject matter that you wouldn't necessarily come across otherwise. And so likewise, I speak to Brad if I have a materials question or anything like that. And you get such a broader interaction with not only the people, but also the technology. So I feel like you get to learn so much every day working here. And I don't think you can say that for very many jobs. Yeah, because we probably should say that you don't have like your own office. We actually sit in well, what Cartmills call nurseries. So they break up the cohort and you get to sit with three or four other people in your year. But it's really helpful, especially when you're first starting the job, because you get given a piece of work. And you may not necessarily know how to do it, but the person next to you has already done it. And so you can then ask them for tips and advice. And it just makes the job so much easier because especially if you've got like what feels like a silly question, it's so much easier to ask the person next to you than to feel like you're bothering your supervisor. That's absolutely right. That's one of my lasting memories of my first couple of years, particularly your first year, as you say, Brad, when you're in the nurseries. And I think they've been called that for as long as Cartmels has existed. And you get to ask those silly questions of your colleagues and sat in the same room it's easy to turn to people and ask them these things so if we can cast our mind back to the first couple of weeks after you've started at Cartmills, you've obviously got your very basic induction program how did everyone find that i think that first induction week is really interesting because Cartmills it really focuses on showing you some of the different patent searching sites that you're going to use throughout the job and just exposes you to the patents and the exam process in general through a series of tutorials. So I think it was just a really nice overview to what is, even though you've applied for the job, still quite an abstract concept, which is how does this patent go from someone drafting it to someone granting it, which I don't think I really knew. And that induction week was just a really nice way to understand that process a bit better and meet more people from the firm. Yeah, like the thing that I really appreciated was even just like the more basic things like the time recordal software. So obviously in patent law, like the sort of currency is your time. 
And so them actually sitting down with us and saying, well, this is how you start your time. This is how you write a narrative to say, to justify to the client why you've charged so much time for your work. That was really important. And then there was lots of different things because obviously in the career, you've got like different document management systems, time recordal software. And these are all like softwares you've never come across before. So it's nice that get that introduced to you in the first week rather than being thrown in at the deep end and just being expected to pick it up. Yeah, definitely. I really appreciated having a week or two just dedicated to learning the systems, learning the processes, and then having all those notes to go back to as well later on when working on different things. I think it definitely helped to ease our way into the job rather than give us a piece of work with a deadline in a week, let's say, and just us freaking out. Yeah, thank you, guys. I mean, I think that's true. I think there's a lot of focus in those first couple of weeks and I suppose it continues over the first year on those introductory bits of training and the seminars that are run. And since the first week, presumably you've had a few more of the trainee tutorials. I don't know if one of you maybe wanted to speak to the topics that we've covered in those. Yeah, so obviously when you start the job, you're essentially at the peak of like your technical knowledge because you've just came out of university, you know, quite a lot about either like biology or chemistry. But you don't actually know a lot about the legal side. And so Cartmills run these sort of tutorials. On average, particularly at the start, you have around about two a week. And they introduce you to like broad concepts. And some of them are just basic concepts, like what is novelty, what is inventive step. And then other ones are a little bit more procedural. So what is a form 1200 for entering the EP phase? What is a response? So you get those different types of tutorials which is incredibly useful because it allows you to build up your legal knowledge bring it up to close to your technical knowledge which is essentially what a patent attorney is someone that has technical knowledge and the legal knowledge and combines them and brad maria i know that you both did the internship program at cartmills traditionally here at couples we've run internship programs of various formats and also we run open days so you both had seen through the veil i suppose and had a little look Maria, I don't know if you want to say how you've found it and how it compares to what your expectations were after the internship. I think that the impression I got from the internship has definitely been what I found when I started the actual job. Because during the internship, we had a few tasks working on some patent work. So, for example, we had an examination report. And as a group of four interns, we came, or five, I think, we came together to come up with responses to the objections and we analysed the documents together. It was very collaborative. And then when we went back to the supervisors to discuss our ideas, they gave everybody time and they respected everybody's opinion. And I really felt like a valued person in the internship and throughout the recruitment process. I think I've been treated with very timely communication and consideration and I really appreciated that about the firm and that has been the case throughout. I think as a trainee starting off I've been given a lot of consideration and everybody offers help. Everybody's very happy to give their time to teach you and let you ask any questions that you want without feeling like you're asking a stupid question or you should already know this. And so I think it's a really nurturing learning environment that I found in the internship and that I'm finding now. By contrast, Madeline, you hadn't 
been to Cartmills on any kind of organized program before you started. So you were coming in blind, as it were. How's it compared to what your expectations of working environment in a patent firm would be like? I didn't really have any expectations. I didn't even have my interview in person. I had my interview on Zoom. So the first day was the first day I actually met anyone from Cartmills. But I think the overwhelming sense I had from even just the interviews is just that everyone here is so amazingly knowledgeable. They gave us a task in one of the interviews to read a paper and then we were just going to discuss it in the interview. And I feel like I learned so much just talking about this paper with Gary and Claire here in the ENT team. And so I was just really excited for that sense of learning constantly from everyone else. And I think that's the main thing that has continued throughout the training process so far. It's just how exciting it is to learn from people that really are the best at what they do. And then I can only second what Maria said about how supportive it is here. And they really have created an environment that helps you not feel silly for not knowing. Because I think the expectation is that everyone's new and no one knows. So I think for me, that's been really nice as well. And that does come back to the sense of having a cohort is that even though some people are PhDs and are amazing and all of these things, everyone's starting at ground zero, which is actually really nice. I mean, that certainly chimes with my recollection of my first couple of weeks in the firm where you come in the door and you're in an environment where you know very little about the day-to-day side of work and that bit of excitement when you get your first bit of substantive work with a note on it saying, come talk to me from one of the partners and you just have to get going on it. And I guess maybe do any of you want to share your experiences of your first bit of substantive work, your first bits of pattern work that you were doing after you started? Yeah, I think for me, like I had a little bit of a misconception about what the job would be like at the start especially if you look online and you look at like general descriptions of what a patent attorney actually does you get this idea that you know drafting patents you start off a blank piece of paper and you meet with a client and then you essentially drop claims and such but that's not really what the job is particularly at the start because obviously like I said your legal knowledge is not really there yet it's not really formed and so the tasks that you mainly get are to pull on your technical knowledge and to essentially help the associates, senior associates, out with work that they're already doing. So like some of the work that I had at the start was research opposition. So I think we were defending this pharmaceutical patent and one of the opponents had claimed the drug worked through this particular mechanism, which made it not novel and inventive. And so they said to me, can you have a look through the literature, find all the different mechanisms and find evidence that it would actually work through this other mechanism. And then we can use that in this case. And it was quite nice because I did find the evidence and then I actually got invited along to the opposition a few months later and I actually got to see them argue the evidence that I'd found. So it makes you feel like quite valued and you're actually able to contribute. So you see how your work actually contributes there. And so a lot of it is pulling on your technical knowledge. I had another one where one of the senior associates was saying they're looking to work for a new potential client. Can you do some background research on the tech? So they were involved in mining lithium. And so I had to go through sort of papers, recent literature, relating to mining of lithium and then draw up a sort of summary for the senior associate before he met with the client so he could understand the technology. I'd say we get the more softer legal stuff at the start. So like we were inundated with like 1,200 forms at the start. For all listeners, that's one of the most exciting forms out there, which is the form to enter an international application into the European Patent Office. So it's something that all patent attorneys will see a lot of in their career. 
I remember we got these 1200 forms and we were opening them up and we were like reading the specs in detail, expecting to like have to know it. When really like you file the form 1200, it takes months until you actually get like dug into the science. But we were all sat there like the first two weeks, <laughs> like reading these specs in detail. I think slightly in contrast to that, I had a slightly different experience. I think it's one of the main differences across the practice groups is in ENT, you get into the more substantive responses slightly quicker. So the first day at the desk, my supervisor came over with a search report and it had, I think, every objection you could find and clarity and novelty and inventive step and several pieces of prior art and said, there you go, can you come up with a response for that? So that was quite exciting to get to read not only the application and the prior art, but also just get straight in with understanding some of the objections that the examiners raise. I think one of the things I found most surprising in that first few responses is the idea that the examiner's not always right. So you go back with all these reasons that you've found that support the examiner and then maybe you have to find something that contradicts that or go back over the prior art. So it's really interesting, especially when it's also new. Quite exciting to get to learn all about that. Yeah, because Maddie, you were speaking about like the problem-solution approach, like three weeks into the actual job and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and we had no idea what the problem-solution approach was. Yeah, I think my experience was similar to Brad in that I got a few technical tasks, research tasks, and the infamous Form 1200 a few times. But one of my first research tasks was actually really interesting because it was interdisciplinary, which is what we talked about earlier. A partner in the ENT group asked me for some advice on the differences between two different mechanisms in the nervous system. And it was interesting because I didn't necessarily have that knowledge in my head at the time, but I got to use my skills that I developed during my degree to find the information quickly, digest it, and then explain it to him in terms that he needed for the response that he was drafting. And it was a case where the invention worked by stimulating a certain type of neuron and activating a certain type of response. And but the prior art that was cited was a similar but different activation system. And so we wanted to find the differences between them and whether something acting on the neuron that we had discovered would act in the same way as the one in the prior art. So I could help make that difference. And it does make you feel really valued from the start, especially if as me as a technical assistant three weeks in talking to a partner and him listening and revaluing my feedback, I think was really validating to the skills that I bring to the job. Yeah, it can be quite scary as well sometimes because you go into the office and you've got this partner who's worked at the firm for like 30 years and they're asking for your opinion and then they're just taking it on board and accepting it. So Maria finds that comforting. I find it quite terrifying. <laughs> I mean, it is definitely a responsibility, but at the end of the day, I think that's another thing that maybe was a bit surprising to me and that I found it a bit similar to my PhD where I would be the expert on the topic because I would spend the most time learning about it and then I would pick up all the highlights and all of the things that need to be done and highlight those to the more senior person who obviously brings their expertise and knowing how to handle similar problems. I think that's really interesting. If I can, I guess, pick up on a common theme from all three of you is that from day one in the job, your first bits of work that you're getting, they're tasks that 
have some significant impact on the outcome of the case, whether that's a particular technical aspect, Brad or Maria, as you said, it's giving someone who's lacking the technical knowledge but has the legal knowledge and arming them with the knowledge that they need to make a case. Or Madeline, in your case, where you're being asked to manage a whole suite of different objections and help develop a response on that. You'll really be given ownership of some tasks that have some significant case outcomes. And certainly this has been my experience since I've been in the job the last 10 years or however long, is that at Cartmills, you're given that responsibility, you're given that ownership, and you're trusted to get on with the task. That's not to say that there's not people there to talk to, but you really do have that ownership and responsibility for the bits of work, which for me is one of the best bits about the job. So that's the first bits of work that you've done. And looking at the first two, three months of your time on the job, I wondered if you could just take it in turns to maybe give some highlights of what your favorite bits of work have been over the first three months. So for me, towards the end of the three months, I've been given the task of managing the whole portfolio for one of our bigger clients, which has been terrifying to start with because there is a lot to keep track of and it's my responsibility to like not miss certain actions and deadlines that are coming up. And it has been really interesting because I get to see a lot of different cases develop week after week at different stages and I have this overview of the lifetime that a case might have and the timeline that it takes. As Maddie said, it's not necessarily obvious how long or how easy it is to get a patent from draft to grant and then also through an opposition procedure or an appeals procedure. So having this overview of different cases is really helpful because I don't necessarily have that day-to-day. Day-to-day I would do discrete tasks on different cases. It has been really rewarding and also I think easier to understand the timelines at the EPO by working on this. How about you, Brad? Some highlights from the first three months? So by far, like my biggest highlight was, it was actually that piece of opposition work. So I was asked by one of the supervisors to find an alternative mechanism and we found it. And then they integrated it into the argument and they said, since you found this argument, why don't you attend the opposition with us? Initially, I was quite scared because like, you've never been to an opposition. And just to jump in there, Brad, so our listeners know this is a procedure at the EPO where another party can come and oppose your patent and try and have it revoked. So we'll work with our clients either to try and revoke patents that cause a problem for them or to defend their patents against these kind of challenges. And it culminates at a hearing where the two parties argue their case. As you say, Brad, you've helped develop the argument and so now you're going along to the hearing to assist there as well. Yeah, and in this particular case, we were defending a pharmaceutical patent. And it's quite interesting because like I was saying, you start the job and you have so much technical knowledge, but you have like so little legal knowledge. And so it's through actual small tasks like this, you actually then begin to pick up legal knowledge because obviously you have the tutorials where you get taught sort of basic concepts, but then you also pick up legal pieces of knowledge just through osmosis. So one of the tasks I then got given the opposition was, okay, why don't you go through the opponent's documents and find all these what are called T decisions that they've cited and find out why they've cited them and what they tell us and can we have rebuttals for them. And so I just spent a few days going through the T decisions, reading through them and writing short summaries about them. It's through doing stuff like that that you pick up just an understanding of what actual case law means 
and how you formulate an argument and then how you present that argument. And these are much more like stylistic things, just stuff that you can't really open a book and learn. It's something you have to see and then try and think about how you would do that. So that by far has been like the funnest thing for me because it really was more of a debate. I shouldn't say this, but like when you sit in the oppositions, you often hear the opponent making their arguments and you may think there's like some, I also don't want to say that the opponents have good arguments, but you do listen to the opponents and you can think, oh yeah, I can see what they're saying there. But then you think about how you would rebut that and how you would then formulate your argument to go against it. It's the nice like stylistic legal side of the job, which is really something you can't learn in university. You just have to come to the firm, sit down and watch them. It's also quite nice because they're sometimes a bit combative. So it's like I'd be like the more entertaining side of the job as well. Yeah, I think for me, some of the highlights have been when I've been able to speak to a client or a foreign attorney and the person who's actually invented the device that you're looking at and understanding their motivation for some of the design choices or the different features that you maybe don't understand when they explain them in the context of the larger problem that they're trying to solve. It's just been really interesting and really exciting. And it does make you feel like you're on the kind of forefront of technology when you hear these people solving problems that you'd never even consider. And it definitely gives a different side to reading the patent applications, which sometimes taken on their own can feel slightly abstract. And then you speak to the inventor and it feels like the most important thing in the world in that moment. <laughs> so I've really enjoyed that. It's been a, a real highlight for me. Well, thank you all three of you. I mean, I found that really interesting that you can have three people starting at the same time in what is essentially the same job and having quite different experiences. Maria, as you're saying, your highlight was being in a position where you have an overview of a large number of cases across a client's portfolio and having a big picture view of what's going on with all these different cases. Brad, for you, is diving into the real minutiae of some legal points supporting an opposition and really getting to the nitty gritty of some arguments. And Madeline, as you're saying, it's diving into the technical side with a client and well, for me personally, I think that just reflects the real variety that you can get from the job, even within a couple of months. You've all had quite different experiences and presumably in your own experiences, had quite a range of different bits of work and different experiences. Yeah, definitely. Like over the three months, I think, especially in the chemistry practice group, because chemistry overlaps with both ENT and bio. So like one day, for example, you can be working on like oligonucleotides in the morning and then in the afternoon you might be working on mining and like some sort of device which is nice because it's different to what you would maybe do in academia or say you're doing a PhD and then you go on to do a postdoc you really focus on one specific area of science and then like drill into that and become like the expert in that but doing patent law you get to do that for all different areas of science in a day which is kind of nice. Well, hopefully that is something that we can return to as we talk about your next couple of months in the job when we check in with you again at month six, because I think that's all that we've got time for on today's episode. I just want to say thank you so much, Maria, Brad, Madeline, for joining me and for talking us through your experience. As I say, in our next episode of our mini series, we'll be talking about your experience in the job for months four to six. Any regular listeners to the Discover IP podcast will know that I always throw a final question at our guests before they leave, but seeing as we're going to have the three of you back, I thought we could take it in turns and drawing a name out of a hat, I suppose, Maria. You've been here a few months. What's your favourite part of your job as a patent attorney, if you had to pick just one? Well, actually building on Brad's point, 
that he just made about becoming an expert in different areas. I think that definitely is my favorite part. And I know a lot of people say this, but the variety that you get is what really gets me excited to come in every day and understand different inventions in different areas that I think sometimes you wouldn't even necessarily think about having a really big real life impact. But I think, for example, an invention about a drug, about a rare disease that you wouldn't necessarily hear about in the news, but you might work on in the job, I think really highlights the importance to real people that the job can have and how you can contribute as a patent attorney to getting a drug on the market or getting a therapy to people who really need it. So I think that's been a really rewarding and interesting part of the job. That's absolutely brilliant. Thank you, Maria. And thank you also, Brad and Madeline, again. We'll have you back in a few months and check in again. And I hope that you, listener, will be joining us again for more insights into careers in intellectual property. So please do subscribe wherever you usually get your podcasts so that you can hear that next episode. And if you want to find out more about a career in IP, then visit cartmills.com forward slash careers. Or if you'd like to get in touch, then please contact us at recruitment at cartmills.com. Mm-hmm.